Hey, what's up, people? What's up, gente? What's up, uh, Raza? What's up, Mexicanos? What's up, uh, Chicanos? Today's episode is going to be uh, brought to you by... Nah, I'm just joking. Uh, for real, the episode today is going to be just kind of straight from the hip, but it's real. A lot of these episodes are going to be unadulterated, not really thought out. Some of them, I mean, a lot of these thoughts are like subjects that have been coming for a long time. I, I, I do a lot of thinking about these subjects uh, before I actually, you know, put them out there. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know, I practiced this one for like an hour or anything like that, but I mean, this is, this is food for thought. Um, Stuff I've thought about before. I'm not, um, by any means, never had thought about some of the, let me just jump right into it instead of beating around the bush. Uh, I was, uh, listening to, well, I'll just, I'll, I'll tell you my perspective. We're being, we're being systematically brought down, like in the mind. Um, You know, as far as the pride goes, as far as our integrity, as far as our conscious, politically conscious minds. And I mean, a good example of that, the reason that I started thinking about that is because rap music today, hip hop today... All music today is just so totally different from the way that it was like in the past. I mean, even in the the 60s, when you were starting to see uh, progress, like in the late 60s, you were starting to see progress economically uh, for black people. I think there were different times in the in the in the in the United States where. Minorities have started to make advancements, and because of that, that grapple that the controlling powers have over TV, media, music, they can shame or they can put down people just by simply putting out music or shows or TV or sentiment or political ideas that make us feel it's okay to go bomb on countries or think that a whole race is evil. For example, the Muslims. I don't know Muslim. I don't know a lot of Muslim people. I mean, in Texas, we don't really have a whole lot of them. Uh, But the Muslim people I've met, yes, they're different. But, I mean, we don't ever even talk religion. You know, I don't ever, you know, see them so differently to where I just feel that they're like some axis of evil or whatever. And I'm just getting at the point to where I think that a lot of us need to consciously recognize that we can be pulled down just from the appearances 
of the way things look on uh, TV or the radio. I mean, I'll 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 go into uh, more of the example that I was listening to. I was listening to um, a '90s rap group, and they were putting out music um, as early as I think you know the late '80s uh, up until the you know early '90s, you know, or the mid '90s. You know, it was probably around their, their their prime, their early 90s and the late 80s. And they were talking about the kind of music that they were putting out. They were talking about the kind of music that was out in that day. And they were talking about the kind of things that were happen, happening um, as far as um, people being politically more conscious in their music than, than they are today. And there were problems with like Rodney King and things that just didn't make sense as far as like the justice system, you know, handing over uh, sentences um, that were totally wrong. And we're still seeing that in the courts. We're still seeing that in the system today and nothing's happening. And that was the analogy that he was making is that, you know, back then people were walking around with a little bit different attitude because the music they were listening to was giving them a different attitude, a more respecting themselves and demanding more um, political, conscionable decisions to be made from the court system. Now, I'm not going to put all my weight and all my favor into, you know, his rhetoric, right? I'm just using him as an example because there's so many other different examples that you can use when you have a controlling class start to see that somebody else is losing power or somebody else is starting to gain power, what is going to be the next move? As if you were in a chess game or if you were in a a battle, a combat. You know, you're going to want to make, you know, certain reinforcements or you're going to try to tear down those new strengthening tools or resources, whatever it is that's making them strong, you're going to want to tear that down. And that's kind of where I'm uh, just opening uh, my mind. Hopefully I can open yours because I just feel like it's been long enough. It's been long enough for us as a people to, you know, go through all the things that we've been going through with the Europeans. And I mean, that's sounds so it sounds so segregated, but that's the world that we live in. I mean, it really is. I mean, if you look at black folks, if you look at Mexican folks, if you look at white folks or European folks, you know, they still hold all the power. They still hold all the control. They still hold all the land. They still hold everything. The real wealth is in the land. That's going to be another subject. I mean, the land, the land, the land, the real estate, the interest rates are always changing. We're always getting tricked, you know, with what the Fed is doing, but land you know, once you start buying land, I mean, that's real wealth. And, you know, you look at all the property that's owned right now. I mean, I'd, I'd say it's safe to say 
over 80% of all the land in the United States that's owned by private citizens or even corporations. Or let's just say private citizens that, you know, you're looking at somewhere between 80 and 90% is owned by European people. You know, I think people are going to call me racist if I say white. That's why I say European. But, I mean, we know who we're talking about. It ain't us. I mean, you can go back into the uh, session of the 1840s when uh, Mexico gave up, you know, half of their country to the United States. And the United States made a uh, treaty of Hidalgo stating that uh, all the uh, Mexicans that were on the soil would uh, be granted citizenship and they would get to keep all their land. However, that's not what happened. They forced those Mexicans out. They didn't give them jobs. They killed them. They rioted. They beat them, hung them, raped them. You know, it's like, you know, we went from Indians to having all these atrocities, what, for 350 years, and then then we're Mexicans, and we're still going through shit, you know, in the 1840s, 1860s, 1900s, they were hanging, the Texas Rangers were hanging Mexicans, for just being Mexican, you don't, you don't, you don't know about it, look it up, it's true, there's a lot of, there's a lot of sentiment, people are still saying shit like, Remember the Alamo up until, well, people still kind of say the shit a little bit, but 10, 20, 30 years ago, people were still saying it pretty predominantly. A lot. A lot more than they are now because everybody's starting to get a little bit more politically consciously correct and saying, hey, man, that's racist. So they still think it. But that's the propaganda, that's the power of the TV, that's the power of the radio, that's the power that I'm just trying to talk about in this episode. I didn't want to get on too much of um, different tangents, but, you know, we'd have to have to start having more pride and more integrity in the things that we put in our mind. And we have to start filling our mind with all the positive things that we are and we could be and we were at times and our uh, political affiliations and our political understanding of where politics is going, where it's been, and where it was. I'm going to go ahead and uh, wrap up this episode. I appreciate y'all uh, tuning in. I'm going to just try to keep, um, you know, pretty sweet, short, and simple from now on and see if, uh, you know, that doesn't work for me. But, uh, yeah, we'll uh, catch you on the next episode. Peace out.